Monday Lecture Educational Conversations Made Simple On The Viewpoint On SAFM a very good evening to you and thank you to SAFM and to Mr. Mapega here for hosting me for this uh, exciting opportunity. And for those of you who don't know, it's Tourism Month and happy Tourism Month. And I think uh, it's, a, it's an absolute honor and a privilege for me to really spend a few minutes and share some thoughts with you. Um, and on this Tourism and Heritage Mind, I would really like to share with you the learnings from around the world on how different countries have taken their tourism assets and used them as a tool for economic growth, poverty alleviation, and empowerment. And starting with ourselves in South Africa, as a country, we are blessed with well-beating tourism sites and attractions such as the UN World Heritage Sites like Ukathamba, the Great Drakensberg Mountains, the Isimangaliso Wetlands, Robin Island, Freerofort Dome, Table Mountain and Kruger National Park, among others. In these places, we celebrate the majesty of Table Mountain as it towers over the beautiful city of Cape Town, the excitement of the juxtaposition of beach and wilderness in places such as Isimangaliso and the Ado Elephant Park in the Eastern Cape. Similarly, a visit to Soweto gives you both a sense of history of who we are as South Africans, our struggle politics, where we come from, And at the same time, you get the vibrancy of the street culture and the music culture of South Africa. At the same time, you will also be nourished with a typical South African cuisine if you are lucky enough to pop in and stop at one of the restaurants in the area. Vilagazi Streets, by the way, is also really one of the only streets, in fact, the only street in the world that actually has been home to two Nobel laureates that being Nelson Mandela, as well as Archbishop Desmond Tutu. May their souls rest in peace. The above sites and many others serve to celebrate the uniqueness of South Africa in areas ranging from the cradle or origins of humankind to some of the best botanical gardens of the world and home, also to the Big Five, which is at the Kruger National Park. On the other hand, the diversity of South Africans as a people also provide a unique opportunity to celebrate our heritage and share it with the world. The most incredible thing about the uniqueness of South Africa as a destination is how all these attractions are located at different points and provinces within our nine provinces in the country, allowing one to move between urban to rural and between mountain and beach and between the big five kingdoms and also to the flower kingdom of the great Namakwaland. The curation of tourism and tourism assets and experiences therefore plays a crucial role in creating job opportunities, especially in non-urban or rural areas in South Africa. This sector has the potential to drive economic growth, empower local communities, and provide employment for various demographic groups, including youth and women. Here are some examples of initiatives and strategies that have been implemented, at least in South Africa, to harness job creation potential for tourism. As far as issues around community-based tourism initiatives are concerned, many townships in South Africa have embraced what we now refer to as community-based tourism initiatives. By way of an example, the township of Soweto in Johannesburg offers guided tours that provide visitors with an authentic cultural experience, including visits to local uh, homes, to restaurants and markets, and these are done either by walking or by cycling, 
and in some cases really being in a tour bus. These tours not only showcase the rich cultural heritage of the area, but also create jobs for local residents who serve as guides, hosts, and artisans. This is a theme that you will see permeating as we expand on these uh, various aspects. A visit to Villagazi Street will give you a rich experience of life outside the suburbs of Johannesburg. A meal at Sakumzi's restaurant or one of the many local eateries will give you a sense of what the locals enjoy in those areas. Moving away from the communities into the wildlife conservancies, South Africa is home to numerous wildlife conservancies such as the Greater Kruger National Park. These conservancies often collaborate with the local communities to manage wildlife and develop ecotourism ventures. By involving residents in activities like game drives, lodge management, and con conservation efforts, these initiatives create employment opportunities for both youth women, again, while also contributing to wildlife conservation. South African government and various NGOs have also launched programs aimed at empowering young people through tourism-related uh, training and job opportunities. For instance, the National Department of Tourism's Career Development Program offers training in areas like hospitality, tour guiding, and travel agency operations. These problem, uh, programs once again equip young people who, with the skills needed to enter the tourism industry and find employment. On the women's side, South Africa has seen an emergence of women-led tourism businesses and initiatives. For example, the Women in Tourism Initiative provides support and networking opportunities for women in the industry. Many women in rural areas have started their own guest houses, restaurants, and craft businesses, benefiting from the growing number of tourists seeking authentic experiences in local communities. The country's rich cultural diversity is also a valuable asset that needs to be celebrated for tourism, and one that has significant scale for growth at this point in time. Initiatives that promote cultural heritage uh, tourism, such as cultural festivals, craft markets, and traditional dance performances, provide opportunities for local artisans, cultural practitioners, to showcase their skills and generate income. The stories of different civilizations and tribes provide a colorful backdrop to these to tell these stories of where we come from as Amazulu or as Amandebele or any other of the various language groups. The dynamic township culture and music provides wonderful backdrop of how we can excite both international and local tourists. The global success of some of these music genres, be it jazz or amateur piano, should be used more to give tourists a truly South African experience. These activities have the ability to draw tourists tourist interest in learning about South African's diverse cultures. The Mapungubia site in Limpopo also tells the story of the golden rhinoceros of Mapungubia, which symbolizes the trade and wealth that the city in South Africa, that that ancient city in South Africa enjoyed during the Middle Ages, long before the colonization of this country. The South African government, along with industry stakeholders, invest in skills development training programs to ensure that local workforces are well prepared for tourism-related employment. For example, the South African Tourism Human Resource Development aims to provide training and career development opportunities for individuals in rural areas. There are, however, a few shiny examples of lessons also that we can learn from around the world to develop and improve the work that we are doing. 
In some parts of the world, international tourists, whether they visit for business or leisure, typically require accommodation, which supports jobs in hotels, resorts, and guest houses. For instance, a study by the World Tourism Council estimated that in 2019, the global hospitality sector supported approximately, approximately 320 million jobs. These were driven largely by international tourism demand. This number is forecasted to grow to 430 million in 2033, which accounts for around 11.8% of total global jobs. International visitors, when they come to a country, on various, use various transportation services, including airlines, taxis, tour buses. For instance, a report by the United Nations, uh, sorry, United Nations World Tourism Organization, UNWTO, noted that aviation and other transport services employed over 7 million people in Africa alone, a region with a growing international tourist market. In many cases, we tend to view a sector such as transport as outside of tourism, but it is absolutely integral in the movement of people that do business and do leisure visits. Tourist attractions and guided tours are essential components of international tra travel. The exciting thing is that this, this is where the spread of opportunities move from just being in urban areas to rural areas. These activities create job opportunities for local guides, cultural interpreters, and tour operators. For instance, in countries like Peru, local guides lead tourists through archaeological sites like Machu Picchu, contributing to job creation uh, in the tourism sector. In Tanzania and Kathmandu, local shepherds assist hikers who want to climb up either cable, uh, table mountain or one of the major mountain uh, sources there in, in those countries. Accommodation and food services are also a major part to, to consider. Local tourists contribute significantly to the hotel and restaurant industry. In South Africa alone, for instance, domestic tourism accounted for a substantial portion of hotel bookings and restaurant visits. The local tourism market supported jobs in these sectors from chefs to waiters to hotel staff. Talking about local attractions and cultural events, I think it's important that we also note that local visitors, at least in South Africa, often explore their own country's attractions and cultural events, supporting jobs in museums, theaters, and festivals. Festivals, events like Jobek Day, which took place over the weekend, create examples of local events. Sports events such as soccer matches, marathons, and cycle races serve to move people around a particular destination. Where South Africa has missed a trick is in creating experiences around things like sports venues. For an example, an equivalent of Soccer City or similar in other countries, we have an opportunity to leverage the fanatical love for football by using our iconic sports personalities as content for tourism. In the retail space, local tourists contribute to the retail sector by purchasing souvenirs, local products. These transactions support jobs in retail, artisan workshops, and local markets. In destinations like Bali, Indonesia, local international tourists alike purchase handicrafts, textiles, and artwork, providing income to local artisans. A notable example of on-site retail tourism in our case is what we have done at Kruger Shalati and at Sanctuary Mandela, which are products that are part of the Mutsamai Tourism Group. This initiative not only provides unique accommodation experience, but also creates opportunities for artists by providing them with market access. By incorporating local artists and artisans into pr the project, the two products not only support their livelihoods, but also promotes cultural exchange and enhances the overall visitor experience.
Furthermore, tourism Furthermore, tourism can also support enterprise development through partnerships and collaborations. For an instance, at Kruger Sharati, we have been able to take staff into onto an incubation business, which uh, allows them basically to start businesses through a rural bakery called Eagle Dough Buddies. They receive business support and guidance through an incubation program within the, within the business that we run. This type of support helps bakery, the bakery grow by not only becoming a long-term supplier of baked goods to the pro of the product, but ultimately expand their footprint to surrounding businesses and create more employment opportunities within that local community. Another initiative which we hope will grow soon is an on-site veg vegetable garden project where the garden maintenance team developed a greenhouse and built a supply of fresh produce from seeds that we supply to them. We hope that an initiative like that will grow and actually become a meaningful contributor to our procurement of fresh produce. Exploring partnerships and collaborations with local communities in rural areas is indeed crucial for sustainable job creation in the tourism sector. This approach not only helps preserve the cultural heritage and natural resources of a region, but also contributes to the economic well-being of the local po uh, population. Here are some examples from around the world to illustrate this concept. Community-based tourism in, in Thailand. Thailand has been a pioneer in this type of tourism. Organizations like Community-Based Tourism Institute in Thailand have worked with local communities to develop sustainable tourism activities. For instance, the village of Ban Na Don Chan. Locals have set up homestays, guided tours, and handicraft workshops. These initiatives provide alternative livelihoods to the residents while preserving their traditional way of life. The International Ecotourism Society, sorry, um, I personally long for the day in South Africa where this opportunity will become a reality in South Africa where a visitor can stay in a rural setting and experience a different yet authentic living experience of a typical South African home state. In Kenya, a partnership between the local Maasai communities and conservation organizations have led to the creation of conservancies around the Maasai Mara National Reserve. These conservancies have allowed the Maasai people to benefit from wildlife conservation through tourism revenue. Local communities are involved in managing the conservancies, offering guided safaris, and providing accommodation, which generates income and job. The success of these initiatives should be a learning point for us as South Africans to find a way of ensuring that ownership of the sector is embedded in the communities that we live and operate in. I may be naive to believe that this will reduce crime and violence against tourists and wildlife. In Australia and the Great Barrier Reef, a similar collaboration with indigenous communities in Australia to, live, to develop indigenous-owned and operated tourism experiences exists. This includes cultural tours, reef excursion, and storytelling, storytelling events that showcase the rich indigenous culture and heritage. These initiatives create employment opportunities and provide the preservation of indigenous knowledge and traditions. There are many examples that I can list from Peru to Bhutan, but what is really important is that collaboration with local communities can lead to the creation of sustainable tourism products and job opportunities in rural, in rural areas. By engaging with residents and leveraging their knowledge, culture, and resources, Tourism can not only diversify their offerings, but also contributes to the economic and social development of these regions. Tourism as a tool for celebration and curation 
is manifested when tourism plays a pivotal role in celebrating and curating the heritage and history of a nation. It allows visitors to engage with the past, learn about the struggles and triumphs of a country, and gain a deeper understanding of its culture. The sites of historical importance become attractions that draw tourists from around the world. The celebration of heritage and history through tourism is a powerful means of preserving sharing of stories of a country, its people, and its icons. South Africa, with its rich history and global icons such as Nelson Mandela, Huma Sikela, Miriam Makeba, to name a few, hold the key to how tourism can be used to celebrate and curate these stories. Sanctuary Mandela is an example of how South Africa has used tourism to bring the life and legacy of Nelson Mandela to the forefront. It is a place that honors Mandela's life and work, preserving his story and the significance of the story that took place here in a non-traditional way, such as cre creating a museum of space for future generations. Sanctuary Mandela offers immersive experiences that allows visitors to walk and stay in Mandela's footsteps. It offers an insult from his childhood to his presidency. Furthermore, we are establishing a property as a platform that serves as a catalyst for transformation, skills enhancement, and global spotlighting of, ta of talent, particularly youth talent. Our commitment goes beyond con conventional job creation within the hospitality sector. We are dedicated to celebrating exceptional skills, arts, and distinctive attributes that set individuals apart. You may ask, why is this important? Cultural tourism, which focuses on history, heritage, and traditions of a place, has gained pro uh, pr uh, prominence in South Africa. Attractions like Robin Island, where Mandela was imprisoned, have become important historical sites. Robin Island Museum offers tours led by former political prisoners, providing an authentic and an educational experience. Tourism rela initiative related to heritage and history often incorporate educational elements. They aim to raise awareness about the struggles and the achievement of a nation's people. In South Africa, educational programs and exhibitions at museums, such as the Apartheid Museum in, in, in Johannesburg, contribute to public understanding of the country's complex history. Celebrating heritage and history through tourism can have a positive impact on local communities. It generates employment opportunities for guides, artisans, as I said earlier, but more so, it encourages community participation in preserving and sharing cultural narratives. South Africa's use of tourism to celebrate and curate stories of its country, particularly through sites like Sanctuary Mandela and historic landmarks, demonstrates the power of tourism as a tool for heritage preservation and storytelling. These initiatives not only attract tourists, but also serve as educational platform. I am going to kind of conclude towards the end and just kind of really talk a little bit about the tourism value chain and how we should actually think about it from a South African context. We, we can never have a thriving, sustainable tourism sector until sect other sectors that influence the tourism sector are also aligned and integrated fully. Sectors such as ICT, um, which talk about the provision of connectivity to either SMMEs or even to guest houses need to be addressed. The issue of transport infrastructure, such as roads that give access to the various destinations and their quality determine the success or failure of certain tourism properties and assets. In the 2000s, the Drakensberg uh, Mountains experienced a bad occupancies and some hotels were even closed for a period due to inaccessibility from bad roads. 
Flights and price of flights play a pivotal role in opening up certain markets. And sectors such as shuttle services, trains, buses, taxis, etc. are also key to ensuring that visitor experiences are well curated. In recent times, we have also witnessed other public infrastructure-related issues, such as what we might have referred in the, in the Western Cape as the threat of a day zero. And these kind of effects also affect confidence of tourists in how they perceive the destination and they arrive at our shores. The current unreliable supply of electricity can never be ignored in this particular sector particularly how it impacts the small and medium enterprises who, can, who cannot afford to provide alternative sources of power or energy for their guests and even their businesses. Safety and security remained yet another important aspect in this sector. I firmly believe that if we do more engaging and getting the community involved in tourism, as I highlighted earlier, we will build a better sense of ownership and reduce the hostility that seemed to exist between the sector and communities. For as long as communities see the tourists from a distance, they will, they will almost always feel a sense of alienation and will lose the opportunity to ensure that communities see the benefit of protecting the environment through the elimination of poaching, of ensuring that tourism hotspots are safe spots, and that the hospitality that we are known for remains the main thing that tourists into our shores and properties take away with them. There are many other areas that we could touch on but the most important thing is never to forget how we want to make people feel welcome in South Africa, the thing that we are most well known for. Thank you very much and have a wonderful tourism month. Dr. Jeremy Bena, thank you so much for your time. The time now is 2034, so I propose, Brafini, we take a very short ad break. We swap seats, Mr. Mabena and I. And the lines, of course, are open 086 000 what do you make of that presentation and perhaps how can we engage engage the topic and some of the issues that are, if you will, matters arising from what it is that he has said? I certainly have a few questions of my own and I'm looking forward to the opportunity of probing some of those questions. And it is important to engage fully the value chain of the tourism sector because tourism doesn't happen because of tourism. It happens because of other institutions, of the country, I wouldn't say state, but other institutions of the country integrating, coordinating, and working for the other so that it can elevate, in this conversation in context anyway, tourism. And perhaps tourism should also be tied to the beauty of our natural environment and related conservation efforts, which themselves lend a hand to tourism. So plenty to talk about, plenty to engage in the question and answer session that follows Dada Jerima Bena is going nowhere until the top of the hour. He is here. You at home must please engage him. I repeat, 86 That's the number to dial. 0614-104-107. Please send us a WhatsApp or send us a voice note in under a minute. And let's engage him. He is the CEO of Motsamai Tourism Group with us until the top of the hour.